your favorite toy truck nerds are back. Welcome to That Scale RC Show. Start going live. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. Actually, I'll, I'll just wait for him to sit down. <laughs> I almost went live right before you went, just so that way the stream would start off that way. But start out blowing the tr trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're live now. With the three people that are going to watch because we promoted it so poorly. Yeah, all fun. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Poorly. Put my phone on silent. Yeah, I'm putting mine on silent and probably in my hoodie pocket. So it's like, because every time I always seem to like forget and I set it down and then it'll go on the countertop and you're like, oh, okay. Thanks for reminding me. I went down a clickbait rabbit hole earlier and it was like the 30 <clears throat> like 30 biggest suv failures in the american market yeah. and there was a thing at one point called a dodge raider i do not dodge even remember raider. it yeah it's freaking cool dude huh why to fail because the dodge Just waiting for people to pop in now. I'm sharing this everywhere. saw a trail boss the other day it looked pretty good in real life yeah yeah the trail bosses there it so what's funny is a trail boss really is just a 1500 with um it's almost like the zr2 package i don't know if you oh, remember that yeah so you get um you get upgraded shocks you get more skid plates or something like that and you get a two inch leveling kit i think is what a trail boss comes with God, the wheel wells are tiny on this thing. There's one that uh, Dirt King had posted that's a white one. Super mm -hmm. nice, but man, like the wheel wells are teeny. It's a very tall truck, like the not like how it sits, but I mean, like the actual truck is mm -hmm. tall, the sides of it.
giving it another minute or so for people to start popping in. I think. Do we have, do we have anybody stopping in yet, or do I got to go open up Facebook? And, oh, we do. And look. Uh, let's see. David Pig's here. Hello, David. Thank you for joining us late where you are. Jay and Kim, what's up? All of our snow is melting. It's raining right now. Oh, really? All of mine is freezing. It's still coming down pretty good. It's like 40. It's pretty warm outside. Yeah, it's been really bad down here. The uh... we got we got Colin Branch. What's up, Colin? Hey, Colin. Yeah, Jaden, what's up with the Washington weather? Crazy, ain't it? Yeah, it's been eventful. <laughs> I went out. I went outside today to take the dogs out, and you know, walking on the snow, and it was just like super slippery, and you know, dogs are slipping everywhere. You stomp on the snow layer, and it just shatters. Oh wow! And I was like, <laughs> all right, that's awesome. At least it's not going to freeze here with it all melting off and raining. Yeah, it's... and now we have Nick LaRusso. What's up? The OG's joining tonight. Oh yeah. <laughs> now that we actually have it. Yeah. We can get started. Yeah. It's actually kind of funny speaking of weather. Uh I know people that keep asking, like, you know, oh, how is it? Are you guys staying warm? This, that, and the other. It's like, um, the whole West Coast, well, at least the California part of West Coast did not even get affected by it at all. Yeah. Today was like a high of 58. Damn. Yeah. I've waited like two years to drive RC cars in the snow and finally was able to for a couple hours one day. And now it's all going to go away. <laughs> I have to wait another year. Oh, drive down <laughs> here. There's plenty here. <laughs> nah, that's all right. Just make the journey. Focus can handle it. Yeah, Nick LaRusso, Adam wasn't warm enough for you today. Yeah. <laughs> it's been, like I said, it's, I don't know. Being that we live in an area, at least like, you know, um, I feel like we get hit with like eight months of summer or eight mm -hmm. months of warm weather. I would, I appreciate the cold, but it's like, we don't get enough of it. It'll only be here for like two months and then it's right back to being hot again. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I mean appreciate everybody joining. Obviously, it's uh it's always an endeavor when we do one of these and we've not done a show in a little while. So, 
I realized um, actually this week that the last show that was recorded hasn't been uploaded yet either. So, oh, <laughs> people. I saw somebody said something about that, and I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, I ran out of time before I had to go, and then I just forgot about it completely. So I'm glad somebody said something, so people will get you know two podcasts next week. <laughs> but for the ones who couldn't make it today, at least. Um, but yeah, sorry we had to cancel on Wednesday. Uh, Facebook is a nightmare because every year we do this, a new challenge uh, comes up. So um, we got zucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yes. what happened. <laughs> but yeah, how you guys doing? Uh, today was my last day of work, official work day, I guess you could say, for the uh, 2022 year. So. Nice. Uh, got next week off. Um, even though I do have a little bit of, uh, I guess you could say babysitting to do, but, um, yeah, for the most part, it's going to be a super light week, but, uh, we're going to get hit with rain. I don't know what it's going to be like for you guys, but we're supposed to be getting, what did my boss call it? We're supposed to be getting a, um, atmospheric river is what (laughs) we're supposed to be getting. (laughs) <laughs> that doesn't sound good. I don't know if that's a real. I don't know if that's a real term, but that's what he was calling it. Uh, we're supposed to get rain from Tuesday all the way to Sunday straight. I think yeah, we're we're going till Friday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I haven't really looked, but um, that's like forties yeah. and fifties, though. That's not terrible. Yeah, that's not terribly unusual for us. This is kind of weird. Hydrologic outlook. I've never seen that warning before. They're just making up words. <clears throat> Hydrologic? It doesn't even sound like a thing. They don't know the severity of the alert, so... Is the, is the logic of the water. Hydrologic. There threat will be. Of, the threat of urban and river, river flooding Friday night through early next week across western Washington. So it's a flood warning? Is that what that means? So heavy rain. Heavy rain warning is all that means. I mean, the snow that we got this week, they didn't even predict. Like, you know, everyone says it, but man, to be a to be a meteorologist, best job in the world. Yeah. Because it just doesn't matter. <laughs> Same with doctors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They get paid so. either way, whether they fix you or not. So. Yeah, that's a good point. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good At point. least some of mine have. Going and having surgeries redone and stuff. Well, it's yeah. not just that. It's even just, uh, I know firsthand last year when I busted my ankle, you go to, um, you go to the, you go to the emergency room cause you can't go and make an appointment because that was like towards the tail end of COVID. So you have to go to the ER. <laughs> then you're there for like four hours. You get one x-ray. They say, Oh, everything's fine. And you can leave, but then you get hit for the next like two weeks with bill after bill after bill. And you keep thinking, okay, I paid this one. And it said, oh, this is for my visit. Then you get another bill. This is for the facilities. And it's like, oh, now I'm getting hit with like, yeah. it's like all these like hidden charges. You're like. And some you'll get like months later. I got a blood work oh, yeah. bill like nine months after I went there. That, like, I mean, like I really. It was a while that I was fighting it before I actually remembered that I, it, it was actually real. So I was like, what is this for? I haven't done anything recently. And yeah, yeah sure enough. But yeah, it's, it's crazy. I guess I should toggle between our stream yard and the, so I can see our, if we got comments 
questions and concerns? Yep. David says it's eight degrees in Alabama. That's freaking cold. The last time I was in eight degree weather was the, was the last um, fire and ice that we went to uh, in uh, Moon Rocks, Nevada. That one was crazy. We left CKRC. It was like 22 degrees. As you went farther and farther into the desert, it just got colder and colder. We just kept looking at the overhead, um, thermometer from uh in elio's jeep and we just kept watching it was like it would just drop 16 14 12 we're like dude when is this gonna stop it finally like stopped at like six degrees when we finally got to our camping area it was like oh brutal well luckily we were with jason and he had his rv but we ran the whole thing out of propane staying warm yeah it's not like heat for me where like after a certain point it's just you know, it's just cold and the number starts to matter a lot less. But like, if it's like, if, <laughs> if it's around to that point, you feel it a lot more. And even for me, like 30 or 40 is, is still kind of cold. So, oh, yeah. But if it's like heat, if it's like, you know, whether it's like 95 or like 110 at, at a certain point, it just stops making a difference for me. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like once you once you crest the 95, it just feels hot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you don't really notice the changes anymore. Yep. Yeah, Nick Larissa says it's 68 in Hollister today. Yeah, I believe it. And that's the other thing that's crazy too, because when we we got hit, so we got hit with a cold front. I want to say last like Tuesday, Wednesday. I want to say was our cold days. We got hit with, um, I mean, it was like 31, 32 degrees when I left for work and it didn't warm up much more than 46 that day. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it was cold and, uh, Michelle was looking up the weather cause Kyle, um, what was he home yet? I don't know, but uh, he's down in San Luis Obispo and it was like 72 degrees and she couldn't believe it. And I'm like, I told you, once you hit SoCal, it's just warm. Is a is a winter in SoCal, so in San Luis Obispo's three hours ish from LA, right? So, yeah, but Ugh. let's see. Uh, Colin asking, did you guys have problems getting your mics to work uh, tonight, or are you talking about when we rescheduled or? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I didn't have any issues tonight. Tonight was easy. And then I and then I actually do have a question for Colin if he can actually hear me. I'm just curious to why he he changes his profile picture from sports team to sports team sports team. It's the team never. It's the team the Seahawks play every week. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Now it makes sense because I was like, that's what I thought. I was like, I thought he was. I thought it was a Seahawks fan. So why is it, it's like, it was the, um, the first time I noticed it was, uh, who was it? It was, uh, the Panthers. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> or something like that. And I was like, why is it? Okay. That's kind of random, but all right. He's a fan. No, he's a fan of whoever Seattle is, uh, playing that week. I think is how that goes. Let's see. looks like we lost, we lost Jay for a little bit. Okay. Well, hopefully he, uh, 
can get back in here. Colin said, yes, I had a problem getting my mic to work today while trying to use streaming software. No, uh, I've had issues like using StreamYard in the very beginning um, because of just the audio setup. But no, I, I was fine tonight. Um, I figured out what that issue was, and that was on my end. The We had to reschedule on Wednesday because we were trying to... I was trying to configure the stream and port it with a key over to Facebook on Wednesday, but then um, Facebook kept trying to switch all of the inputs and then it couldn't actually keep up with the stream. So yeah, it was just a mess, but no streamer has been pretty easy so far. And what I just should have done from the beginning. Um, I just kind of always forget about it. Come time to do one of these. Um, but yeah, it kind of, it depends though. Like if, um, some of these and like when you know we had our podcast we'd run into that in the past where like some of these when you would do it you will get your own you'll get your own audio feedback um and i had that issue before and that was one of the issues i had with this but uh, i don't have that issue now and then yeah he says i am correct so yeah <laughs> whoever whoever uh yeah whoever the seahawks are playing so yeah chiefs tomorrow but yeah yep and we play washington commanders uh yep they get chase young back so i don't know if that's gonna be a yeah one issue or not yeah you would think after the length of time I don't know. Maybe he's ready to go. You think maybe like playing time is limited or something, but yeah, I'm curious to see how that goes. I forgot about him. He's been out so long. Yep. Um, I do not know when we are getting Jay back. So let's kind of keep rolling until then. Cause he hasn't responded to my text yet. Oh wait, there he is. Yeah. yeah you said something about the internet's out. In this oh no. Yeah. The joys of living on the Island. Well, maybe it comes back soon. In the meantime, I guess like, we'll keep it rolling. But um, yeah, speaking of the weather, because I'm like this, I've always been like this. But um, you ever get to a point where it's where it's like it's just not fun doing anything RC related in a certain temperature? Because like for me, like going like doing like crawling or trailing or anything like that, and the cold was, and especially if it was windy, miserable. It's just not even. It's just all the fun is gone. Oh. So I can handle rain. I can handle the heat, the wind. I turn into the biggest baby. It's Me like, too. it's just not fun because you're, because if the wind's involved, you're either getting cold air blown on you. You're getting hot air blown on you. You're getting rain blown on you. You're getting snow blown on you. It's just not fun. Yeah. So, miserable. um, yeah. And it's actually funny. I think it's just the more older I get, maybe I'm becoming more of like a fair weather RCer, but, uh, like two, I want to say it was two weeks ago now, maybe. Yeah, I think it was two weeks ago. There was um, a comp crawl in uh, Sacramento at Folsom Lake and Elio invited me up to go do it. And I told him straight up, I said, it's supposed to rain. I'm not going. And he goes, oh, it's not going to be bad. And I said, no, it's just not fun to me to stand in the rain, especially at a comp. Yeah. Because you're not, you're not going to be running the whole time. You're going to be standing there waiting. So I was like, no, I'm sorry. I just don't, not going to do it. And uh, And it was funny because I called him later that evening i was like oh so how was it and he's like oh it was great for the first hour then it just dumped and then we finally <laughs> just called it quits and left and i was like see i told you <laughs> like, it's not i'm worth not gonna it. go yeah no it's not it's not worth it so, at all 
And that's the problem with up here too, is because we have such a narrow window generally of good weather that, you know, like we, when we get things going again in like April or May and, you know, we'll, we would go do some crawling stuff. Like it just, you know, you would be up high, it's rain it's like, it's already cold. And then, yeah, you had the wind factor and it's just not fun. Like being all huddled up, you know, standing there, you know, basically cause you know, a lot of the time too, you're kind of just standing there waiting for somebody to go. If you're like at an event or something, you're behind somebody yeah. or whatever. It, yeah. It, you know, it's just not, not a good I- time. Yeah, because I remember we did a, um, I did the, uh, the recon G six. What did they call that? Um, it was something the NorCal something, um, and it was up at Rollins Lake like six years ago or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I put the rain jacket on, went out and did it. But we were actually hitting trail, able to like do something. You weren't waiting for you know somebody to to hit course and then you go. It was just like you could just go out and continue going. Right. So yeah, that wasn't that. It wasn't that bad um it's just i yeah standing around waiting in it no that's that's the no fun part for me yeah when i was racing it wasn't as bad because your like actual time spent out in the cold doing it was pretty limited and then you had opportunities in between all of that to you know try and like you know maybe your pits were warm or something but yeah like even then it's any rc event like i said i've said before it's like i would prefer to just be boiling as opposed to as opposed to even remotely cold or windy. Yeah. Yeah. And then when it gets to the heat, it's like, we've had it happen a couple of times at Axial Fest, you know, you go and you're like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go and hit trail. And as soon as you feel hot, you're just like, no, I'm going to go sit here and just not do anything. Right. (laughs) So. Chris, you popping in. Hello, Chris. Scooter Scott also stopping in. What's up? Sorry, I'm late. <laughs> what is up, guys? I know it's been a and while. Scooter Scott says, oh, stopping in for a hot minute. Yeah, it's been so long that I I feel like I haven't talked to some of you guys in forever. <laughs> yeah it's like it's like i feel like i've been so busy with work i haven't been able to do much rcing at all period so it's like yeah yeah i know that i know that um you know dad and i keep talking about going up to you know like we he and i need to meet up for a bunch of stuff like work and fun related but all of the stuff is north you know for north for him already and then he's you know like an hour north of me so it's like it's always such an endeavor to go do it, and so you know, come this time of year, it just usually doesn't happen. But yeah, yeah, and then yeah, you have your kind of off and on, you know, work periods where it's just really busier, you know. That's always tough. Let's see. Yep. Yeah, Chris Trudeau says, "Miss hearing the show. I've had to replay old episodes. <laughs> Sad." <laughs> Yeah, having having that scale RC show withdrawals, he says. And Nick LaRusso says, I feel you on that one. I'm on the road 12 hours a day now in a truck. You know, I that's 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 rough. I could not imagine that. I genuinely could not imagine that. Yeah, I don't know. It's like after a certain point, it's almost like the whole how I feel about weather. After you hit a certain amount of hours behind the wheel, you're just kind of like, all right, I'm kind of over it. I'm just like done. I guess it's not bad if you're just cruising, 
But if you're like stop and go, I mean, even just like sometimes leaving after work and you get stuck in stop and go traffic coming home, you're just like, all right, I'm over it. And it's only been 20 minutes. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's part of, that's a big reason of like why I just hate driving in general. It's not too bad if I'm going somewhere, but yeah, for me, it's like the, uh, I'd say maybe the three hour mark. I'm, I'm not super tolerant of it. (laughs) I couldn't imagine doing it in a truck though. Like. If I'm that if well, I'm that burnt out in my car after that long, I could not imagine doing that all day. Well, even in a truck's even worse because yeah. I mean, people cut you off left, right, and center as if like you're not even coming. Oh and yeah, I just I don't I don't get it at all. You and yeah, you just invoke the stupid in everybody instantly the moment <laughs> they see you. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he says, yeah, Nick Larissa says, I like to drive. I go to Union City to Fresno and back four to five days a week. I mean, if, yeah, you'd have to. You'd have to enjoy doing it. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy. But I mean, hats off because, you know, it's almost, it's almost yeah, definitely. like, it's like, a, it is, it's a dying career because eventually, I mean, you're going to get these people that don't want to drive. You know, the next generations don't want to do. It. I mean, we see it in construction. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's rare to hear kids these days say, yeah, I want to go into construction. So, no, they want to, you know, they want to work for Facebook. They want to work for Google. Tech, yeah. Yeah, they <laughs> want to sit at home. They want to sit at home, play on the computer, and make, you know, money sitting at home doing nothing. So they don't want to go out and get dirty or do something. So, mm. Yeah. see scooter scott says i don't miss 12 to 15 hours of driving a day but i at least was in a 2500 not a big rig yeah um david pig says i've been driving a truck for 24 years i'd rather drive it as my car down the road any day really well to an extent it's like how i kind of feel i grew up in a suv slash truck family um Oh, he's back. I'm back. We got our internet back. That wasn't long at all. Yeah, I'm surprised. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I grew up in a truck slash SUV family, so I was always used to driving bigger vehicles. So when I'm in a smaller car, I get like weary, like I'm going to get taken out or something because you're just like in a smaller fair target. So that's, that's my whole thing with that. Like I could definitely agree with like, yeah, I'd much rather drive, uh, in my truck or an SUV any day, uh, over a car. Cause like, for instance, Kyle's got a little Nissan, um, Sentra. It's a little four door car. Yeah. And I know I, and Michelle one time was like, Oh, let's just take that car and we'll go here. And I'm like, uh, no, we're getting in the Jeep or we're getting in the truck. I'm not driving in that four hours (laughs) on the freeway. I said, you're crazy. It feels really strange driving Trev's Focus after driving my truck. Like yep. it feels tiny. Yeah, but that thing's a machine in the snow, though. Like it's probably it. It's right up there as one of the best cars I've driven in the snow. I wish I, I had really, it right really now. Surprised. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. It. I am very impressed with it, especially with how just kind of mediocre those tires are that are mm-hmm. on it. You know. No, that thing's fantastic, though. Felt totally safe the entire time. My truck, not so much. That thing's scary just because it's two-wheel drive. It's not <laughs> When in doubt, throttle out. Yeah, Nick, Nick Larissa says they you know, want to be an influencer, so yeah, the kids want to be influencers. <laughs> oh, yeah, or there's that, too. Or there's that, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Scooter Scott says being a desk jockey costs me too much in builds now. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, I don't know how that works because, like, being that I took on the role of superintendent at, you know, um, for my boss, even though I'm behind the desk a little bit more than being out in the field. I still don't have any time to sit there and I couldn't even start working on something. Cause as soon as you start even like composing an email, somebody comes to the door. Um, what did you say the measurement was for this? Oh, where is this getting centered up at? Where is it? And you're just yeah. like, you gotta go out there. I mean, there's, there's no way for me to even, you know, start any kind of RC project at work. That is, yeah, <laughs> that, that is, that is tricky. <laughs> yeah. I can, I can imagine that. Cause it's like, going from and any like transition from doing something that is mostly practical if you're if you're in the same place and you're doing mostly practical work and then you're shifting more to a desk roll yeah godspeed going you know more than a quarter of a day with a hey can you help me out for a minute <laughs> never get any time to yourself I'm yeah not, i mean but some i mean in some situations people have just like nothing but time behind I, it's crazy to me uh chris trudeau says our company has been waiting on a certified hazmat driver to bring our shipment from ohio to oregon orders have been ready since the 9th of december wow yeah that hazmat trip like probably pays pretty well though yeah that's a lot oh yeah yes. are you putting the balloons up with the questions or is the software doing that i am Oh, so you're just sharing those with us on the screen, mm -hmm. or can everybody see it that's watching? Too? Yeah, because I was like, I was, oh, I was cool. getting confused because, um, because I kept bouncing back and forth between the Facebook pay or the Facebook tab and the Streamyard, but now it's just all popping up. So I'm like, oh, okay, don't have to bounce back and forth. I have both open just so that way I can make sure the actual feed is not exploding at any point. But this is way better than trying to sift through the comments on facebook oh yeah definitely oh, yeah. or or instagram this is much nicer definitely. uh nick larissa says welcome back to jay howdy chris trudeau says holy cow it's jay he's alive yeah that's um, cool yeah nick says try going from a peterbilt to a focus <laughs> oh god yeah. that would feel so strange <laughs> And Brandon Tomey says, what's good, fellas? Great to see you. Howdy. It was good to, good to see you too, Brandon. Yeah, I haven't, dude, I haven't seen Brandon since ASD. So ASD, we saw him at, at um, Axial Fest and then ASD, but man, it's been a minute. <laughs> um, Chris Trudeau says, I posted my TSX on my Instagram, stud tires and uh, front wheel drive. Uh Though for throttle control, I wish I had my five-speed Civic, then my auto TSX in the snow, but not going to lie, heated seats in my old bones. I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> Dude, I wouldn't know what heated seats are. I haven't owned a vehicle with heated seats. So nice. Oh, yeah, I guess you wouldn't really need them. I, I like it just on long drives because of my back and stuff. It just feels nice. It helps me in the mornings a lot. Well, I was going to say, reason. yeah. Yeah, in the mornings it's got to be great because I usually hop in and you're just like you're, it's like sitting on a chunk of ice until you, <laughs> your body warms up the seat. <laughs> yeah. 
Dude, our navigator had air, air conditioned seats. That was the best thing you get done riding moto, get in the car, drive home for the next <laughs> couple hours with AC seats on. That was a lifesaver. It was so felt nice. so weird. Yeah, it yeah. felt like you wet your pants or something. <laughs> like it, it was yep. a really strange sensation. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I've ridden in vehicles with air conditioned seats, but nope, never owned a vehicle. Brandon says, I get all kinds of looks when I bring a rig into the sales office. <laughs> yeah, understandable. All you got to do is slap a couple of Bay Alarm stickers on it and just say it's a promotional vehicle. Screw Scott says, nothing but time. Uh, nothing but time, my guys only come in when I need something. That's a good setup. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like our guys need something every five minutes, so. Yeah. Uh, Nick says, yeah, my old terminal manager loved it when I brought in my crawlers. So it was actually funny. And I think I've touched base with this on the show before. Um, The Finnish carpenter um, subcontractor that we use, uh, three of the guys actually are into RC. Uh, Two of them are into crawlers and bashers. One just has bashers. And uh, we were talking about RC cars at work one day. And we were like, yeah, we should, uh, you know, we should all bring our cars uh, to work one day and just like have a little session out at lunch. Like, you know, cause there's a whole bunch of natural terrain in the backyard we can hit, you know, or they just brought in a bunch of dirt. We just bring like our slashes or whatever and just launch it. And they're like, oh yeah, we should do that. And then we kept saying, what about this Friday? What about this Friday? And then I wasn't at work for whatever reason. And they picked the Friday I wasn't at work to do it. And they like all broke their stuff at the tennis courts. I'm like, what is wrong with you guys? We said hit the dirt, not the tennis courts. <laughs> so, yeah, I did bring the six right after I right after I got it all finished up. The guys um, got a kick out of the sound system at the job site. That was funny. Oh yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty unusual thing to people that aren't familiar with <laughs> RC stuff. <laughs> well, especially a car that big. Yeah, exactly. Right. I have yet to see one of those things in person still. Yeah, same here. Uh Tyrone Dunkley says, Hey guys, finally caught a show. What's hey, up? right on. What's up, dude? Scooter Scott saying howdy guys, back to the family. Thank you. Nick says, Jay, where's your favorite daughter chilling? She is sleeping in an electric blanket underneath the coffee table. Nice. (laughs) So, yeah, she's got her little bed going on down there since it's been kind of cold. Chris says, I work with some RC nerds in my work, so typically Friday is RC Fridays, building a mini SCX24 crawler course from random warehouse stuff or go fast jumping off the loading docks. (laughs) <laughs> nice see that would be fun that would be that fun. would be fun actually yeah your complex where you work would be pretty fun trav oh yeah for a brief period i think it was a year or two ago we talked about doing like a like a uh micro um like a micro uh let's see like micro or micro t course in there just roll out some carpet and 
Oh, that would have been cool. Like 3D printed jumps and then, you know, go from there. Um, but yeah, it never materialized. We have a lot of like RC activity inside the place, but it's mostly air. Like people will bring their uh, drones. Somebody, I got to get a picture of this and I don't know if Colin's still on the stream, but, um, he's got, or like they, a couple of them there have these things called slow flyers where, um, they just, I'll, I'll try and get something to post up for the show, but I mean, they're flying like so slow that it's so hard to believe they're even staying in the air. Like hmm. it's like nearly standing still. It's really cool. Is uh, it a drone or a plane or what is it? Uh, it's a, it's a more plane ish. Yeah. More plane ish. Hmm. It's just a little propeller on. It's just got like tons of lift on it though. Wow. So, uh, yeah, Colin, yeah. Colin says he built one. So, um, yeah, so I'll we'll try and get some pictures or something at some point to share out. But yeah, we have like that and then like the more like the uh the real like the much smaller drones, the like tiny hawks and stuff, tiny whoops. People kind of roll those around. The parking lot out there would be kind of cool too, because isn't there a couple like um paved loading ramps that have some slopes and stuff? Uh yeah, the problem is though is that the it's sealed. So <laughs> it depends on what you're doing out there. Yeah, for, I wonder if it's like that court that I go to, the basketball court. Maybe. Because that, that one's sealed, but it's freaking awesome. We we did try and take like the drag cars there in one day, and it, it wasn't. Too squirrely. Going, yeah, it was way too squirrely. It's probably like what they used at the school then, because dra- when Jared and I would go and drive our drag cars there, it was really hard to hook up because yeah. it was just so kind of almost like a layer of tar over the top of all of it. it ex- exactly. It, it's rad for drifting stuff. Like it's super, super fun, but I don't know like some of those loading ramps and stuff might make for some good video now. Yeah. It'd yeah. Fun. It'd be good for the apex stuff. It'd be fun for that. Yeah. Like a big, like upward slide on the yeah. bank, you know, something like that. would be really cool. I'll have to bring one there. That would be fun. Um, yeah. Nick. Yeah. So Nick says thoughts on the new pro line bug body. I love it. I'm ashamed to say it, but I love it. I was never much of a bug guy, but that thing is freaking cool. They did a nice job. Yeah, and it's not like a total, um, I don't want to make it sound like I'm bashing them, but it is nice to see them put out a body that doesn't have some weird funky, you know, flaw to it. Yeah. For being a crawler body, it's surprisingly accurate, you know, like, I mean, in detail, like it's, it did a good job it's nicer than the ones they make for the slashes and stuff no it looks yeah. good people are gonna there's gonna be some cool builds that come from it now it the thing be, i still wish go ahead. sorry no, i was just gonna say it'd be rad to put on our uh, ifs gatekeeper chassis that would be <laughs> that would be fun that'd be kind of cool and then it might even be kind of neat looking on like one of the epx trucks too if you trim the fenders on it and stuff so i don't know Let's see. Um, hey, yeah. Sorry about that, Adam. Go ahead. No, it's I, okay. I didn't mean to interrupt. There you go. Um, no, all I was going to say is I just wish, like, you know, I still wish Proline would come out with another version of the cliffhanger, whether it's like, you know, because that one's, I'll, I'll say, is more Toyota ish. You know, like if they came out with something else, even though I know Toyota is one of the most popular, you know, small mini truck bodies. Um, and it'd also be nice if they came out with another thing similar to the um the power wagon something that was just a little more i don't know just give you options because it's like some of these bodies that come out that they knock it out of the park with get so hot that you show up to an event and 
everybody's got that body. It kind of happened with ecto bodies too. Like ectos yep. and creeps yeah. were really popular. Like right after the, because yeah, like it blew up with the cliffhanger and everybody had it. And then the creep, and then later the ecto, and then like the dodge, of course. And so it's like those are kind of like the four big ones. But no, it. I don't know. The bug one might make for a really cool looking comp build. And then to answer Chris's question, it's because that's how they design all their rigs is they design them around a popular wheelbase. So it's easier or more straightforward for your average consumer to put it on a car instead of having to change links and wheelbases and whatever. Um, they just, it's like a point and shoot method. Yeah. They that's, want that's always tough. Cause they, yeah. I mean, you look at what they did with the sumo body and that thing ended up, being discontinued because it was so specific for a wheelbase but everybody freaked out and is all excited now because they have the new one that's the longer wheelbase so yeah uh, for purists and stuff and guys that care more about scale like i get it but they also just making it easy is just a good way of making lots of sales too so yeah yeah i i understand but it it would have been cooler for like a 12 inch wheelbase or 11.5 like the bushido or something mm-hmm um david pig asked do the sor link risers work with the gatekeeper suspension yeah if you're if you're talking about the axle one yeah they do yeah it actually works really good i've got it on two trailing arm rigs i've got it on the rock bouncer that we did and then i've got it on um that the fox ecto crawls really well with the trailing arms yeah the effect is not um identical it i noticed with the trailing arm suspension it seems to give it more of like a uh like sinks kind of sinks the whole rig down more um so it kind of like you know just pushes a little bit more leverage but like towards the middle of the vehicle so like it still works very well but yeah it's interesting um just how how different it is on the trailing arm ones Personally, I don't care for a link riser on IFS rigs. I've learned. I don't. I don't like it with IFS, but I like it with solid axle. Because of how soft IFS front end is, or yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You're just stuffing the front end into everything, and it just feels like you're just like pushing, you know, trying to get it to. Yeah, that's a good point. Stuff. Like it just, it's well. At least it was doing that with the the chassis tab link risers. I have yet to drive it because remember I had to take the link risers off of our EPX IFS truck because of putting mm-hmm. that Artful Dodgers trans in it. And so once like I at first when I had the link risers on it and the axle one, like it it would just stuff the front end into the ground really, really bad. And then I haven't driven it with the chassis ones off and the link riser only in the rear, but it should be better in my mind you know um but we'll see we'll see how it works with the ifs i wish that without trailing arms yeah if there's if you had more that's what been always my kind of issue with the ifs in just terms of like um tunability but i wish you just had a little bit more room to like rotate everything backwards more and just kind of have more built-in caster because then i feel like you could get something a little bit out of it but yeah 
Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Yeah, uh, Nick said they did a cliffhanger for your SCX six, Adam. I know, but it looks yeah, I've already shortened. It looks really good. I've already shortened the the wheelbase though on that six, so it's gonna live as a Cadillac for the near future. I'm just still deciding if I want to get another Cadillac body for that, and then just leave the one with the sound system in it for like driving around, you know, at the show and shine slash around camp and then have one without the sound system or just make it so I can remove the sound system because I just shoot good that back in. Gotcha. So. Then ProLine recently came out with those one-inch swampers. Um, the wheels that they have those pre-mounts on are actually really cool. Like for a 24-scale wheel, those look pretty rad. Now, um, real quickly, circling back to that uh, cliffhanger for the SCX6, um, I'm curious if that bumper that they have in the promo picture is part of it, or if that's like an add-on that you can buy through ProLine. It looks 3D printed from what I saw. It does, but I'm just saying the way that they actually made it so it mounts, because the 10.3 chassis slash the 6, since it's the same chassis, the front kind of like angles down and then stops. Oh, so, yeah, I saw that in a picture. It doesn't go straight again. The frame rails never straighten out. It just kind of hooks. Yeah, so hold on a second. Yeah, that tripped me out when I saw that in that picture when you were showing me. See? It's yeah, like right wild, here. So, huh? so on the three, they give you this plastic piece that straightens it out, and that's how you get the front part. So on that picture, it stops right here at that break. So... Mm. That'd be rad if they had that as a printable file, like on their site for free, like what they've done with some other stuff in the past, like the roll cage for the power wagon and the bull horns for the drag cars and stuff. That'd be pretty rad if they did that bumper for all the SCX6 guys. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. Um, I mean, it's even something I'd like to see something like that, even for the 10.3, just the regular, you know, 10th scale. There's a lot of stuff that I've noticed that like they'll like they'll come out with, like same with Axial, came out with the that bed cage for the um, honcho for the six. They need to come out with that bed for the 10th scale. Yeah, it looked really good. So that'd be rad if they did an updated version of the honcho instead of the first gen Tacoma. Go with like newer well, one. Like, as a but i don't know as like a business you would think that coming out with something like the 103 platform it would give you the opportunity to kind of rebrand or refresh you know older builds you could come out with a a whole nother um uh, honcho and it'll just be the 103 honcho and like it right, still comes out right. with, with that with that bed and that cab um you could do the same thing with they could have the 103 deadbolt like they did with the 102 they put the deadbolt, just changed the colors. Well, they did just come out with it again, but didn't they? No. It's not a 10-3 deadbolt. It's like it's a something two. else. It's, a it's still a, it's a two. That's what's weird yeah. about that one. That, that's yeah, because that's what we thought was really strange about it because they didn't use that weird new platform for the base camp. Yeah. Which is yeah. what you think they would have defaulted to for anything new and entry level like what a deadbolt is to begin with. Yeah. I mean, super strange move. I, that, I would love to know the why is behind that i think they yeah, were burning inventory i think so that, i think that, so yeah. yeah yeah could be yeah i think so so 
Yeah. Hope not. Um, I mean, that's like a terrible scenario, but <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that sometimes was, that's yeah, that's what happens. That was the theory behind the uh, behind the eleven hundred dollar, whatever the hell it was. Oh yeah, with all the Hyrax. Yeah. <laughs> like everything they release with class one Hyrax. <laughs> uh yeah let's see david said yeah i bought two of them and wanted to put one on a link truck and one on a trailing arm truck yeah go for it yeah they, they would work perfectly fine um let's see uh chris said what should i do slash need for my ifs ecto do the night customs model on it for sure the ifs that it's so much nicer it's all compact Driving. and everything. It looks way better. Yeah. I mean, I'd do that and I don't know. I mean, they don't, they don't really need a lot. Probably stiffen the rear springs and put yellows on it or something. Yeah. I think they come with blue and my personal opinion is that blue is a little soft on the trailing arm cars. That's just me though. Beyond that, don't think anything. Um, <laughs> link riser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. I, actually, as far as a swap, it's probably just link riser is all you would really need. Yeah. Um, need. you could be a sport and buy some shock towers for it. You could do have that. A, have a baller one like Operation Logan Charlie has. Um, trailing arms. I mean, man. Baxter too. You you don't want to Baxter's is crazy. Yeah. Um yeah, Nick said that bumper says pro line on it. Yes, yeah, so what I thought. So yeah. freaking cool. And Chris it's says yes, ten two but stripped down. Yeah. And then yeah, Nick says buy everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if this six scale thing takes off you know i mean like I, it seems like it's heading in a direction of growth but if it really takes off can you imagine like andre the business that he could be having with it'd be so much more products. yeah it'd be so much more conducive it'd be way easier to trying to build everything bigger i oh would think God. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's just the the hardest part, though, is and I know for a fact because the way Elio did all the bumpers and everything on there is use the solid tube. So it's one thing to use solid three sixteenths on a tenth scale, but when you're using solid, uh, what did he use? He used five sixteenths or quarter, and when you're using that as solid, you're just adding a tremendous amount of weight to a rig that's already heavy. Mm-hmm. So I should, I probably one time should weigh mine with the hard body, with the sound system in it, all the metal on it and see how much that thing weighs. I guarantee you it's well over 20 something pounds. Yeah. Nick said the 3d print time would take so long for an interior. Oh, it'd be miserable. And you'd have to do it in so many more pieces too, because like, um, I mean, when, whenever, uh jay is unfrozen from time here yeah i was gonna say (laughs) but um he'll be able to speak to it more to the time because i've not done an interior i think maybe ever actually but um it's like it's almost the entire print bed as it is to do some of that stuff 
So you'd be breaking up all sorts of things, and those prints are hours and hours and hours. Oh, my God. That would be pretty upsetting to, <laughs> to have any of those fail pretty late. But yeah, oh, you, yeah, you would need to do that all in one go. You would need something pretty industrial. More than more than we're going to spend. <laughs> but it'd be I mean, it, from a designer perspective, though, it's pretty cool because you have so much more canvas to work with. Like there are times and like 10 scale cars are not that small, but there are a lot of instances where like, you know, at least for me, it's you know, you're you're still playing with a pretty tiny window. I mean. You know, RC tolerances, even in crawlers where it's not as critical, are pretty tight. You know, you don't have a whole lot of room to work with. And, you know, it's kind of a, there's a fine window, you know, between whether your thing fits like garbage or not. So from that perspective, it's cool. But it's also like just another really big cost jump. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's not something i could picture ever i could not picture ever getting in like getting a six scale see i like the six scale only because like for some reason the way those rigs work they just seem to be way more um what's the word uh like just like the realistic or the realism it's, the way like yeah i know what you mean like it it's a little bit more representative yes yeah and I don't know, and that and that's what drew me to it was the fact that it's like you're watching it. It's almost like watching a real rig bounce down the trail. Right. Whereas like right. the tenth scale, you can get a little bouncy, like it's just like doesn't move as like fluidly as a real car does. So um it's definitely different. Um the thing though, and I can get into this if if you don't mind, um, just the components just start getting massive. Yeah. Cause like I got the new MKS servo here and that thing's just huge. Giant. And I was starting to get, I was starting to get nervous. Cause I was like, you don't realize how big the servo is when it's sitting on the car, like on the chassis, it's relatively proportionate to everything else. But when it's like not in the car, you're like, Holy crap. Right. So, I mean, cause here I'll just, yeah, no, show it, show it. <laughs> cause this thing's it's pretty ridiculous. So, but yeah. I mean, we have some pretty ridiculously sized uh, drone motors at work. But. So this is the servo. This is my hand. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, <laughs> I mean, it's a 10 millimeter. Um, I keep going like backwards because I got like, look at the camera. Uh, it's a 10 millimeter horn. So, I mean, this thing is just like massive yeah and, that's crazy I mean, <laughs> oh my god but i mean i don't know the thing i'm nervous about is height wise this way if it's going to fit in the car all right because i think the stock one stops like down here yeah i should i should be okay i don't know it's just like it, it was crazy when i opened this box i couldn't believe it i was like look at this going this is for an rc vehicle this is nuts mm -hmm. and then of course in typical fashion they had to go with um they had to do the hub style just like the um the x8 um series motors so like or servos like so this is yep. well here i'll just do a comparison so this is the sixth scale this is the tenth scale and you're just like it's entirely different but it's still got the same thing this one's got that hub on it 
So they machined a hub for this one. So it's going to be just like that. So I got to get, um, Thomas was talking to me about either making a carbon fiber or I don't know what they're going to do servo horn for this, or if I can just get them to, um, or someone to machine a servo horn just for this style. That would yeah. be great. But yeah, this is interesting and it's got some weight to it too. So that's the other thing you got to put into perspective. It's just, yeah, I'm still kind of like mind blown about it. Some Someone not make a, someone doesn't make a metal horn for it. So here's the thing. I guess I didn't think for about how, that. For how big that, um, for how big that horn is, it just, like I said, just like this one. Cause like, I think the problem that they had with the, um, with the X, uh, eight series is they went to a six millimeter horn instead of a five millimeter horn. I want to say is your standard. Right. So I think it's the same thing with this. I think your standard on this is like an eight millimeter and they bumped it up to a 10. So it's just not a standard size horn. They went bigger. Yeah. That makes sense. So, and then the other thing that was just funny to see is like when they gave me the screws to go, to bolt it up i mean it's like you're using a i don't even know what the heck size that is m5 but yeah it's ginormous <laughs> giant so yeah <laughs> yeah so but anyways no i'm stoked um it's actually pretty cool uh i want a uh, couple of the the infra the couple of the specs on this is it is a waterproof servo so that's a plus um, and it's actually something that I know MKS is going with, um, moving forward with even some of their 10th scale is, um, they're going with a wa more waterproof based, um, servos. So that way the competition, like, you know, the competitors that advertise that it's waterproof, yeah. um, they can compete with that. Um, what else? This thing's like, it's about an eight, it's a almost 1900 ounce servo at 14 volts. So, I mean, it's a pretty powerful, yeah, it's a pretty powerful servo. Yeah. So, um, which is, should be a big upgrade over the stock because I know the stock servo from Axial is, oh, well, it's not even Axial servo. The yeah. Spectrum servo is, yeah. Minimum requirement so, to get it to move, probably. And yeah. the <laughs> other thing with, and, and the other thing with this one too, um, that Thomas was telling me is, which I haven't really explored. I mean, I know how I'm going to do it, but um, it's got its own power leads. So you got to go power directly from the battery. Then you get your uh, remote uh, or the transmitter wires. So that shows you how much power it's drawing because it's getting your power okay, directly then. from the battery, not from the ESC. Wow. So, yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, and then Thomas did also mention that it's supposed to hit the website before the end of the year. But... Um, I'll keep a. Uh, I'll keep an eye out for that. Nice. Pretty soon you're gonna have an SCX six with like regen and stuff in it. <laughs> a, little, a little, a little diesel motor in there. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the EPA be cracking down on that in a in a heartbeat. I was gonna ask you this. I went on the website, but then David also measured his. I'll circle back to some of the other comments in a minute. But he said that yeah, I just weighed my SCX six Jeep and it's twenty eight point six pounds all stock except for servo yeah yeah see it's 28 like like i said i can tell you right now my six weighs a lot i was I mean, gonna you ask up, if some of the behavior was because like you know because obviously you know it's got a bigger motor and stuff in it but i was thinking that part of the behavior difference is going to be power to weight too 
Yeah, no, it's definitely power to weight. Um, because you know, the heavier it is, the more it's gonna act like Yeah. Yeah. A the, real or more realistic vehicle. And the power application doesn't scale the same way. Yeah, that makes sense. Um yeah, Nick said that looks to be the size of an old pull-out radio or pull-out stereo. Pull-out stereo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much is. <laughs> it's like but, that thing is comically huge. Yeah. <laughs> but like, okay, so what I really need to do is when I do swap that into the six, I got to take the stock six and take it out, and I got to set it next to it just so you can see that real like that thing is really not much bigger than the stock one. It's I think it's deeper. Um to my knowledge, that servo was supposed to come out late 2019, but what held it up was the fact that they weren't happy with how warm the servo was getting with the motor they were using. So I believe they switched motors, and then obviously with COVID and everything, it just bogged everything down. So it's finally yeah. making its way out, you know, two years later. I like how it's got like four gauge wire coming out of it. <laughs> it's actually not four. It looks like four gauge wire, Dude, but it's, it's like it, so it's, big. It's it, that's just what this is. Uh, that's what this is just wrapped up in. It's actually, I think this is only a uh, 16 gauge wire for the power leads. And then it's just your oh, standard it's direct power. Gotcha. Oh, it's yeah, direct power. It have to be. Yeah. yeah. Direct power. This is a, the, this other one is supposed to be a sensor wire. I know I keep getting all backwards. So this one's a sensor wire to go back to tell you what it's doing. So I probably won't even be using that one. And then this one's just to, so you obviously can control it. But what, yep. Do you, what cell battery do you use in yours? So I run a three cell or, you know, yeah, three S. Um, I usually run anywhere between a five to 6,000 milliamp just because of how much it, um, how much, juice it just draws i can only right. imagine putting something like this in there i might almost have to jump to the dual um dual 3s batteries in there or something or even just get an even bigger battery and just run one but um like a 4s in it or something or a probably 6S. probably interesting and then i know while you were gone i was talking about this uh, this servo um this servo can handle uh well i don't know if it can handle up up to 14 but i do know that at 14 it's rated at almost 1900 ounces of torque jesus <laughs> yeah that's pretty awesome yeah it's funny you just kind of read my mind knew exactly where i was going with that <laughs> so i was curious too because like when i've talked to ty because like you and ty are really i think the only people i know that have six scale stuff and when i was talking to ty i was kind of surprised that he was using a three cell in his well, because here's what people don't realize when you're like, you could put the 4S, you're really not going to notice the speed in it. It's just going to be more of like longevity just because you're getting the, it's kind of like swapping a V8 into a car that's got, that's underpowered. It's just now you're using something that typically would be more, you know, wasteful, but because it's such a larger rig, it's actually more economical, I guess you can say. So um, the 4S, the 3s you really don't see like a speed difference so hmm. it's more just like how long you're going to get runtime the thing that i've noticed the like okay so to kind of back up so i can explain where i'm going with this when trav and i first got into doing the scalar stuff we were just using two cells because we had a lot of them and you know from racing like short course and off-road and stuff and so 
we used two cell stuff for a really long time and then went to three cell and then, you know, like your run times jumped way up and everything and, you know, slight increase in power. But like I, when you're talking about like the difference between, you know, noticing the difference between a three and a four, the one card that I've had that you would like notice a radical change in performance between three and four was the uh, rift. That thing is absolutely crazy. I mean, it was kind of crazy with a three cell, but with a four cell, the stock electronics were just nuts in that thing. So. Oh yeah. No, that's definitely a rig. I, cause everyone always laughs. So when I, when I entered the rift, um, that rock bouncing competition up at Donner, um, that year that they had it, um, I was like one of the few that was running it on two S and they're like, really, you're running it on two S. And I'm like, 3s for me seems out of control and it's, it's, they were wild it. even with the three yeah that's I mean, what i'm saying so it's crazy. like so you go jump up to four and i mean it's really out of control so i just yeah i've i don't know maybe i'm a weenie when it comes to driving my rigs but yeah i just have no desire to put some crazy power to it because i just feel like it's going to explode i mean yeah, i mean that's they can only handle so much like that was one of the things that surprised me like that i would see a lot in the um rift groups and stuff is guys running like 6s batteries in the rifts and i'm just you know and they're complaining about stuff breaking and you know trashing diffs and stuff it's like well you know <laughs> well okay so it's kind of like this so this is the motor that was in my uh drag truck before i tore it apart and it was a um was a 6000 kv puller pro and this thing would take your drag tires and turn them into pizza cutters oh yeah i bet like i mean it's just crazy how long battery life do you get with the system on um with the system on I put a, I put my six, I put my five thousand milliamp battery in there. Probably get about hour ish runtime with the system going. That's pretty good. Oh no! Wait, well, hold on. I take that back. That's because the system runs a separate battery. Mm. So I take a smaller like, um, uh, I take a smaller like twenty two hundred kV. Uh, 3s and i throw it on there and i could be playing the music i mean that's the one reason why uh the guy built it that way is you could turn the car off and you can still have access to the system and it could still play music and just be sitting there not draining the battery on your actual crawler and chris also asked uh adam do you trail with 3s or only 2s i was a 2s guy for a long time but 3s is standard for me now yeah, no, 3S is what I trail with. Um, pretty much any rig I run is always going to be 3S. Uh, the only rigs that I dumb down to 2S is anything that's got a lot of speed just because maybe it's my hand-eye coordination. I'm just not a – I'm not one of those guys that can just, like, gently correct it. I mean, if I'm going to correct it, I end up losing it, and it ends up, like, tumbling down the road. So that's why I usually dumb down to 2S when it's something fast. Like, the Rift is 2S – um when i did the drag racing it was 2s my um my four-wheel drive slash when i go and just bash on that that's 2s just because the 3s just seems just a little a little too much out of control for my liking i couldn't imagine anything bigger than a 3s 
trying to race rock bouncers like when travis and i went with uh, our buddy jared on father's day i it's more like in kind of making the case for you running it to us and your rift like rock bouncing stuff was kind of like slow and steady wins the race you know if it was like really gnarly terrain you didn't need you know tons and tons of horsepower you just needed to be able to get power to the ground so that you could maintain momentum more than anything so exactly like and if anybody was actually there that saw the um the rock bouncing competition um that first year they did it up at donner there was a couple guys that were running for us in theirs and when they hit certain rocks it would send a two inch rock like shooting backwards like i mean they told people to stay clear from like the, the path because some of the guys would hit the rocks and they would just shoot it clear across and it would be and because granite it's just skidding across in its path until it comes to a stop and i mean it was gnarly the race that we were at sean keller had a rage fit and just started hammering on his throttle and stuff. And he was shooting like golf ball sized rocks at people and everything. And I'm just sitting there like waiting to get hit. And finally he kind of I think realized that he's probably going to hurt somebody with his little yeah. <laughs> tantrum. But yeah, that, those are dangerous. Colin asks, so Colin what's asks, the latest yeah. in monster trucks? I think the latest in monster trucks was that low C that they came out with. It was low C, right? Yeah. Oh, the mega truck that they came out with. Well, no, not even that. It didn't they come out with the grave digger? Yeah, the LMT. Yeah. Yeah, like forever ago though, right? Or did something happen recently? And no, I'm, that's what I'm it. saying. I'm thinking yeah. that is the latest I'm, in nothing in that truck. I've seen. I don't think there's any... That it's new. Um, I think the LMT was the last big release. There's a lot of big races coming up for him. I know that, and it looks like a lot of fun, like back on the East Coast and stuff. And there's some, it looks like, that happens at A-Main that would be kind of cool to go check out one of these days since that's relatively close. be a good excuse to go down there, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Mine's just kind of, I've been slowly working on mine, just doing like more scale stuff to it lately, and that's really about it. Oh, Chris said with the rocks, Jay having flashbacks to his uh, Moto X days. Oh, God. Getting roosted hurts, man. <laughs> PTSD. <laughs> that is not fun. Like fingertips and stuff, dude. Oh, my God. That shit would hurt so bad. I, I don't. Very much I miss. Getting hurt sucks. They did that Mud Boss monster truck, Chris says. The two mega want... trucks. I wanted to also mention I was reading that um uh what's his, uh, what was his name I feel bad cuz you're popping him up pretty quick. Uh someone commented on uh running 4S. Oh yeah, that was David. Yeah, so David yeah. said yeah. I'm running 4S most of my trail rigs, but it's more about watt hours than it is voltage. So same See, kind of thing. See, and that's what I was Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like especially with these bigger rigs like the 6 scale stuff, you're getting more hours out of it you're not really getting a lot of power so um, that's how it's funny oops sorry no i was just say that's how it's which is funny because it's like for some reason with the 10th scale rigs a lot of those motors you up the battery and you could immediately see a difference i i run four cell in my 10th scale rock bouncer which is kind of weird but no i i do it because it's a 2200 kb motor but um 
yeah it's it's a and i think i run like a 2200 milliamp uh battery in that as well and it actually goes for quite a while considering yeah so it's going up in voltage is kind of nice with the extra runtime that you get yeah Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, Colin's saying monster trucks look cool now. Yeah, Ty's it'd be nice. One. I was say it'd be nice to see it take off on the West Coast, but it kind of like it fizzled out and it never really went anywhere, which is kind of weird because, in a way, you would think that with how popular, um the uh no prep drag got you would think it'd be kind of like the same thing because even with monster truck you know shows like the real show they don't just do freestyle they also do the race down mm-hmm. to the end turn around and you know come yeah. come straight back the so, races at a main are that way yeah see so um you would think that it, it would kind of catch on and get a little more popular but it's still it's, just it's like getting there i mean like they're they appear to be getting really good attendance at, at their stuff. Not, not quite like the big races on the East coast, but another thing that they started doing too this past year was they were doing like online freestyle competitions. And so like people would like upvote and stuff like that. And then that's how they, it was kind of crazy. I see a lot more interest in the monster truck scene, I think on Instagram than I do Facebook though. Definitely. Definitely much more Instagram. Uh, Nick says, Merry Christmas. Happy new year, everyone. I've got to run. Thank you for joining. Thanks. (laughs) Thank you. And thanks for tuning in. Yeah, it's crazy. I just like happened to look up. We've been on the air for a little over an hour already. Seems like it's only been like 10 minutes. Actually, it's been 10 minutes for me. yeah that's true (laughs) just getting started (laughs) let's see yeah no it is definitely growing um they are really fun i mean if anybody's like on the fence about getting one do it they're pretty rad i've really really enjoyed it well actually what's pretty funny is um when i got it right over here i've been contemplating just ditching my um my uh my mud truck mud truck build and just put and just put my gravedigger body back on my monster truck because i took yeah. this off and i won't get rid of it just because i was always a gravedigger fan and then just put it back on and just turn it back into a monster truck because i mean i probably won't ever do anything with a mud truck but they look really cool though like i mean they do look neat there was one that a guy just did with um j concepts has a f-150 raptor body for monster trucks it's very like trophy truck looking and a guy did mm-hmm. a mud truck build with one of those and it looked really really good it was a great body for it i i was kind of kicking around the idea of like you know what would mine look like with just you know like the low c lmt tires and stuff on it you know the mud truck version and i don't know how it would look with that dozer body it might be a little too goofy yeah but that is kind of cool i mean like in your situation like i mean in me too it's like all you got to do is change wheels and tires and you've got something completely new yeah yeah exactly i mean you can use the same rig for both 
which is nice. Yeah, because I so my actual monster truck it was the um, Max D. Uh, that one's got another Chevy body on it, and then I have the Gravedigger one, which I was turning into the mud truck, and that one's got the two door Tahoe body on it with mm. the one nine Swampers. Gotcha. That were the massive. Oh, the yeah, the boggers. Mm-hmm. Like six and a half inches or something like that. Yep. So that was going to be my mud truck. Nice. Schultz had a really, really cool it. one when he worked at Axial. He had a really cool yeah. looking mud truck. His stuff always looks good, though. His paint scheme that he has. That one. Yeah. Good. Orange and gray looks nice. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, David says I've been putting an under. I, I put in an underdrive gear uh, TRX4 since you've been on. Ooh, that's probably nice. <laughs> James Brown says Merry Christmas. Travis Kendall, Jay Kendall, thank you, James. Hey. Thanks, dude. Then Colin says sand drags are the next thing that are going to grow. God, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. That actually does look like a good time as long as they don't RC the shit out of it like they did drag racing. It'd be fun, yeah. like keep it grassroots and kind of outlaw style. Don't don't get stupid. Yeah, just don't. just refrain from the stupid. <laughs> That'd be cool. Stop fucking up all the fun RC stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else did we want to touch on tonight while we're on? No, I didn't really pay attention to any new releases and stuff. I don't think much has happened since the last episode, but nobody would know because we haven't posted. (laughs) (laughs) We covered a bunch of releases in that one. Yeah. Well, lots of news for people coming then next week. Yeah. It's going to be really exciting. (laughs) Uh, Chris said, how about the advancement in the mini crawlers and mini monster trucks? And then at Colin, get the... um, Get the an FMS twenty fourth scale. Those look really cool. It, I don't completely under like understand how the guys are using SCX twenty fours for the monster trucks because like they don't coast all that great, you know, with the worm drive gears. Like they're kind of yeah, trains kind of tight, and so it was weird seeing guys make monster trucks out of SCX twenty four. But that was strange. The FMS one's rad, though. I mean, like, you just buy it and it's done. J-Concepts actually makes 24th scale uh, monster truck wheels and tires now, which is really cool. Oh. J-Concepts has, like, always had a strong interest in anything monster truck, though, so it's neat they're paying attention to the tiny scale market. Yeah. A lot of cool stuff coming out for the uh, small stuff now. It's catching on. I mean, I don't know. It's just so easy. Like, it's so accessible. I think that's the big reason. Yeah. It's such a low entry cost to get like something actually pretty decent. I've had a hard time getting excited about it though, just because. Well, it, it's hard to go from. It's hard. Scale yeah. Yeah. But I, the appeal to like, if you don't have, you know, a baseline already, you know, really, really good. Cause for me, even with like, it, unless I build like a home course or something, I have to drive the same distance to drive 10 scale or 24th scale. So it's like, right. Yeah. You know. The accessibility doesn't change at all. Yeah. 
I think they're cool though. I mean, we, we got an ecto body in for doing window kits and stuff and I haven't painted it or anything yet, but it's sitting on my Enduro 24 and that kind of sparked a little bit of interest again. So I don't know, I might spend some time with it. Maybe build something here. Yeah, I know I've expressed this a couple times. I keep debating whether or not to do like a comp style SCX24. Get the little cliffhanger. They're cool. I mean, but it's like, what what would you like do with it? Yeah, exactly. You do everything not quite as well as your 10th scale rig and somewhat better than a stock 24. Right. It yep. would be it would be your in-betweener. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Chris said, yeah, because uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jason Rohn is a monster truck nerd. He's a huge Bigfoot fan. They bought a retired Bigfoot one-to-one -one chassis. No kidding. Wow. That's, that's cool. rad. <laughs> that's really cool. What a piece of history there. I was noticing that a lot of older monster trucks, like older generation as far as suspension and stuff like that goes, um, a lot of those get bought by privateer teams and stuff, and they use them on like more of the like state fair circuit type yeah events and stuff like that because i i they've like all the monster monster jam trucks they've looked kind of similar you know for like the past couple of years you know but like i every now and then on some of the pages i follow a monster truck will pop up that has coilovers on it which you just don't see on monster jam rigs because i think they're all air gas charged and uh seeing one with like coil shocks and stuff and you start looking at it like the headers aren't you know the same as they are on the newer ones and stuff so quite a bit of difference but i guess there's a lot of older older trucks floating around out there oh yeah the fiberglass budget those guys must have has got to be ridiculous i can't imagine the money they spend on fiberglass bodies because i mean oh, that shit's yeah. expensive for like trophy trucks and pre-runners you know it's like spendy you know like a one-piece front end you know like grill fenders hood is you know around 900 bucks so i can't even imagine what it is for a monster truck with it all painted up and everything Yeah, Chris said the FMS monster has a selectable high and low. It's not terrible. My brother-in-law bought one. Hmm. Seems like most of the FMS stuff is really nice quality too. From what I've seen so far. It's like the one brand you don't hear about people breaking stuff on them. That's true. Yeah. But those rigs are also super detailed. I doubt anybody just like beats the piss out of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little bit more of a refined buy if that's caught your eye. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, cool. Um, maybe we are approaching that point. Do we want to start wrapping up? Sure. Okay. Alrighty. Um, yeah, well, to everybody who joined tonight, thank you so much. Yeah, um, thanks for tuning in, guys. It's always a lot of fun yeah, doing these ones live. I'd like to do it more, um, you know, if we can coordinate it. But it's always, yeah. always a good time having you guys show up for it. So I appreciate actually doing this real time. Yeah, thank yep. you, guys. 
But yeah, um, you guys have anything else before we go? Oh, Andre just jumped in. What's up, gentlemen? Oh, I caught some of the live. Hey, dude. Yo. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about you earlier. Wow, live voices is what you sound like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We uh no yeah we were talking about uh we were talking about you earlier Andre when we were talking about like uh as uh six scale platforms and what that yeah. must be like to work with um for your kind of stuff so yeah um yeah so you know, Colin says Merry Christmas Merry Christmas guys yeah thank you Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to you uh Chris Trudeau says post the damn podcast show I will. <laughs> And then we'll have two up for you guys shortly. But one of them you're here for, so don't get too excited. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, thanks, everybody. And yeah, thank you guys. we'll see you guys next time. See ya.